0: hello and welcome to bad songwriter podcast i'm your host anna holmquist we're here with dylan matresha who plays under the name matresha how are you
1: i'm great thank you for having me
0: thanks for being on the podcast (laughs) when did you first start writing music
1: um so i first started writing music in 2011 um which I didn't know for sure until I went back through my computer and was trying to find old songs and they were like dated and I was like, okay, cool. It was That's 2011. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had always wanted to write songs. I think I just convinced myself it like, wasn't for me. <laughs> I grew up as like a pretty musical kid though. Like I started playing the saxophone in like middle school band and then just felt really hard into every like music activity. I did like marching band, pit orchestra, jazz band, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, My dad is a musician um, is more of like a hobby and he played in like a classic rock cover band with my uncles growing up that they like did for fun. (laughs) So I grew up around like guitars and other instruments and stuff. And I would kind of casually pick up my dad's like guitar sometimes, but never really like committed to it. Um, And then when I moved to Chicago to go to school for graphic design after I graduated high school, um, I really missed having some kind of like music outlet. And my roommate in my dorm at the time had a guitar and would go home on, like, weekends a lot. So I would just, like, play around with his guitar. Um, and then I kind of, like, fell into it and just sort of started, like, writing songs.
0: <laughs> so did you ever take any lessons for guitar? Or did you just teach yourself?
1: Um, I took guitar lessons for, like, a couple weeks in, like, my freshman year of high school, I think. hmm but I just didn't really vibe with my guitar teacher. He was sort of yeah. just this like cranky old man and didn't know any of the bands that I was into or liked exactly. and just kind of like gave me really generic like songs. Like here's like Smoke on the Water or whatever. <laughs> like Right. Um, so it wasn't the most like inspiring or fun. And I just felt like he didn't like me. <laughs> so <laughs> I kind of just like gave up on that. Um. And then I was also just in so many like extracurricular like marching band and that kind of stuff it was really time consuming. So I just didn't have time to like, Keep up with it, really.
0: Totally. Are all these songs from the same time period?
1: Um, they are. Yeah. So this is from this like little EP I released on like Bandcamp, I think, or something when Bandcamp like first started. Mm-hmm. Um, the EP was called Buried Below, <laughs> uh, which is the name of one of the songs on there. Mm-hmm. Um, they were all recorded like in my closet in my apartment at the time. I got like a Rode condenser mic um after working like my first kind of decent restaurant job in Chicago I saved money and that was like the first kind of like big purchase I bought because mm-hmm. um, I was kind of I was already like too scared to really play my music for other people so that was part of the motivation of recording things myself was like a, I was just too scared to like sing in front of someone in that context so I was like I would rather just do it myself yeah <laughs> um so yeah they were all these songs uh were recorded like in my closet in Chicago <laughs>
0: great Um, so this first one we're going to listen to is Other Side of Me. Is there anything you want to say about that before we give it a listen?
1: Um, yes. This is a short song. It's really dark and moody. Um, it was about going home with this guy one night and his apartment when we got there was just like really dark and like Mm. he had like Chinese food takeout containers everywhere. And it was just Mm. like, I had like a gross, weird vibe from it, but I was like, wasted and was like whatever you're just, there. I was like i'm already here exactly <laughs> um and we get up to his bedroom and he has this like blue neon sign like above his bed so his room just had this like dark blue eerie glow to it that's so and that weird. kind of like and i just remember like just wanting to leave but <laughs> I, I felt pressured to just like be there and yeah you know i was like i think i was like 21 or 22 or something right i had just started like having sex for the first time and it's kind of just like well this is just how it goes <laughs> yeah yeah
0: <laughs> well let's give this a listen <laughs>
1: so much reverb also that was my like uh felt insecure so i just threw lots of reverb and echo on things
2: yeah <laughs>
1: being really proud of that harmony though and like I am terrible at doing harmonies so I would just kind of like guess and like hope one would sound cool and work <laughs> and then I'd be like cool I have to save this and then move on <laughs> that's great Yeah.
2: maybe if I like, did my feelings on you so put out the lights so don't have to
1: Just a short, moody little guy.
0: <laughs> For some reason, it was like giving me like Nightmare Before Christmas vibes. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Which is a good thing. Yeah. So the second one is called Buried Below. Yes. If there's anything you want to say about that before we listen to it.
1: Um. Yeah. So a little background on this song. Cause it's very much like a queer kind of story or experience, I guess. So this is written about like a friend of mine from high school who was also gay Mm -hmm. um but stayed in like the closet a little longer than i did i was like the first one of my main friend group to come out and then Mm -hmm. all of us ended up being gay which is a similar kind of
0: (laughs) cute when that happens yeah it's (laughs) like
1: we all knew we were all drawn to each other but like wouldn't talk about it right 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 (laughs) i came out like my senior year of high school and um like a year after graduating when i was visiting my friend in college he started dating this girl and i kind of like we never explicitly talked about it but we all kind of knew he was gay and Mm -hmm. i ended up becoming really good friends with her um i would go visit them and hang out with them a lot and i got to a point where i was just like i don't know you can't keep dating this girl like you know you don't you know she really likes you right you know you don't in this way like and i kind of like in looking back it like wasn't my place to like force someone to like Come out or anything, right. but it's like hard when like I was friends with both of them, and it was honestly coming from a place of like I just want you to be happy with yourself, right? You know? And I know what sure. it's like on the other side when you finally come out. I wrote this song in like a place of frustration that was just like stop bearing your problems, just like come out, like you're yeah. just making things so much harder for yourself and like everyone. And it was just a I don't know messy young twenties queer coming out sort of you know midwestern tale. Yeah. <laughs> This also has one of my favorite um, super cringy lines I've ever written. Just you will like have to point it out when I think about out. it. It just makes me like, ooh.
2: Star of our connection was true. Looking back now, did look into you? You seem so tall, now you seem
1: so small. I am the first person for I am tall with small. Yes. Throwing it out there. No one has ever thought of that before. It's so I'm the first one.
2: Dug yourself a hole so deep. Layer it down. Again to sleep. Away your body, your soul is <laughs> I'm Just because very below doesn't mean the problems won't shine. Just because very below.
1: That one, I'm not some kind of storage <laughs> device for your fucked up second life. <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't think of like something that represents a storage device instead say it so literally. Yeah. <laughs> I like to really think device. of that and just like, ugh or go through old notebooks <laughs> and see that. Um but I think this is the first song I ever wrote from like or the first like full song I ever wrote, period, was this one yeah i remember finishing it and just like oh my god i like wrote a full song like, yeah I'd written lots of little bits but this is the first thing i ever like finished
0: yeah that's such an exciting feeling yeah, like i totally. i remember like which one it was mm-hmm. that i first like fully wrote because like yeah. like you did i had like a lot of snippets of stuff but mm-hmm. nothing that felt like a complete thing
1: yeah Point too. I was really inspired by like, uh, like the Decemberists and mm-hmm. like Sufjan Stevens mm-hmm. and like Frightened Rabbit. These so really sensitive, like sad men who are just for sure. You know,
0: I mean, Sufjan's the best ever. So oh yeah, right. <laughs> it's pretty fair. Yeah,
1: that was like yeah. Listening to him, <clears throat> his album Seven Swans um, yes. was probably. The first album I remember being like I want to like write songs like this or it just made me want to write my own music yeah um because it was someone who's just like so vulnerable and like quiet but used it as like a strength instead and I always saw that as like weakness in myself so to see someone like play that up as their like selling point I was like oh my god that's so cool I can like this can be a good thing about myself and not a thing that's like, oh, you know, weakness or whatever. So, totally. That was like a big awakening for me, was that album for sure. Yes. I still remember, like, I, I got up for like, it's like around Christmas time, my junior year of high school, and I had like a 1990 Honda Accord. <laughs> and I still remember, like, putting it in the CD player for the first time and just like driving around my hometown yeah. and being like, oh my God, what is this? Yeah.
0: That's so great. <laughs> one of my friends on Facebook just posted it's seven swan season. And I was like, hell yeah. It yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: It's about that time.
0: For sure. uh-huh. All right. We have one final track here called change the sales. Yes.
1: This was, uh, there's a line in this or the backing line. That's uh, very much influenced by Beirut. I was like obsessed with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was listening to this recently, I was like, Oh yeah, that's when I was listening to a lot of him. reverb and echo is like just drown my voice out <laughs> i was still very like just trying to like hide it kind of I yeah it wasn't i was so uncomfortable in hearing it i would just make it so muddy <laughs> yeah
0: well especially if you're recording it yourself right. you know like I remember feeling so uncomfortable with the sound of my singing voice recorded early Mm -hmm. on. And like, I think if I was like, I had a lot of friends who recorded me initially and I think I would have done the same thing if I was like self-recording. Oh yeah. I hated it. Yeah, (laughs) I think
1: it took me a couple, several years to really like my voice. Mm -hmm. Um, And even after I would like record these songs and like release them, I would never go back and listen to them again. I hated listening to my own stuff. It wasn't until I started working with um, Dan Foley who I've been working with for the last like six years that I really started liking my voice honestly <laughs> yeah
0: well it's so weird too to listen to it recorded because it's not what it sounds like in your head at all
1: right yeah
2: mm-hmm.
1: but I do kind of like the like magical shoegazy beachy vibe of this song yeah it kind of feels like I'm on a pirate ship or something a little bit yeah Um. yeah I like how playful it is mm-hmm. Reminds me of my like early twenties in Chicago, just like exploring this city, like coming from a small town in Indiana, um, and just being like I would really be myself for the first time. So I feel like a lot of these songs were written around a time when I was experiencing a lot of like experiencing a lot of personal growth in a really Mm -hmm. quick amount of time, um, but just feeling very playful. Also,
0: (laughs) yeah, that's awesome.
2: (laughs)
1: yeah i remember around this time too i was listening to a lot of um the folk duo first aid kit
0: i love first aid kit i was really into them i
1: found them like on myspace when they released like their first ep i got to see them at shuba's when they did their first tour through the us (gasps) ever
0: cool i saw them at lincoln hall
1: yeah i've seen them like uh several times they're so good live um but this was around the time they released their first like album and a lot of their songs are really, um, I mean like most music, just like simple kind of like three chord songs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was nice for someone who's just starting off on guitar to like, I really like their songs. They were easy to learn. So yes. it inspired me to like play more guitar. Um, and I would just like learn a song of theirs and then just like play the chords backwards or something and then start like writing a song. It was a really good like jumping off point into writing my own music yeah um, same thing with iron and wine that was how i learned how to finger pick on guitar it was just like learning his songs um so yeah i feel like the whole first like year or so i was writing my own songs i was also just learning a lot of other people's songs that helped me find my own kind of voice and what i like
0: yeah i did a lot of that too i mean i have like a youtube cover of the lion's roar by first aid kid nice, definitely yeah. out there and i covered a lot of sufian and stuff too, oh cool so. yeah Right there with you. (laughs) Yeah. I
1: used to do like a little, I had like a little project. I only did it for a couple of months where I would cover a new song and like put it on YouTube or something. And I've since like made them all private because now going back, I'm just like, oh no. But it was good that it at least like pushed me to, yeah, keep learning stuff.
0: For sure. Yeah, I think I have a few out there still publicly, but I definitely hit some as well. Yeah, there was one that I had
1: missed and a friend like out of the blue sent it to me and was just like, what the hell is this? I was (laughs) like, no, I thought I made them all private. How did you find that? (laughs) Yeah, there was
0: this guy that I went, uh, we met on OkCupid and we ended up dating for a little bit before we like met up he like found my youtube and like listened to my stuff like my older stuff that i forgot was on there and like referenced it at some point on like a date and i was like no you listened to that why are you on this date with me it's my nightmare
1: there was one time i almost went on like a date with this guy on tinder but i was kind of on the fence about it and then i like creeped online as you do right you have to, <laughs> and i found his like survivor audition tape on <gasps> youtube what and it was so bad and cringy and i was just like oh i can't go out with this person and then i think i like unmatched him or something yeah <laughs> that's fair that's... um it didn't get super far along into the like let's set definite plans to hang right. out it was still in the just kind of like small talk phase or whatever but it was a really hilarious discovery
0: that's yeah <laughs> That's not one you find a lot, I know when you're, yeah. when you're stalking people online, yeah. it was,
1: it was crazy. It's just like, what is this? I feel like I had like my hands over my eyes the whole time I was watching it.' it was yeah. just like, oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so how do you think, if if at all, how do you think your songwriting process has changed, evolved?
1: Um, it's pretty similar mm-hmm. from when I started just in that like, I feel like the majority of the songs I have that I finish are usually um, finished in like one or two goes. Like I Mm -hmm. don't like to work on a song slowly over months at a time. I have a few songs that have maybe done that, but honestly, most of my songs I'll like finish kind of in one sitting or at least like the main structure of it. And I'll tweak like with little things here and there. But for me, it's all kind of about just like cranking something out in the moment. Is what works best for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some songs that like I'll have like a verse and a chorus, and I'll kind of slowly play with it, and add more things to it over time. But um, I've also just become a lot more like confident in myself over time in my voice, my like perspective as an artist. Um, I've found like little tricks that kind of work for me before writing songs. Like I love to get a coffee and like go on a walk and listen to music that um, inspires me to want to write. Uh, which is an important distinction that was made to me when I took this like songwriting class in Chicago at the Old Town School of Folk Music. Um, shout out to them. It was a really yeah, great Yeah, shout case. out. <laughs> um, but my teacher was like, she had us make a list of artists that we like to listen to, and then artists that inspire us to write. And I was like, oh, I never thought about it in that way before, that there's some artists that like, I love listening to their music, but then there's some who I listen to because it makes me want to like write my own music. Yeah, I I like to get a coffee, just walk around, listen to some stuff that's like really inspiring to me at the moment and then just like sit down and work on things. Um, I'm in like a transition kind of period right now where like I just got rehearsal space a few months ago, um, which I've never had before. I've always just like written and worked um, from like my bedroom Mm -hmm. usually. But um, now that I've been in New York for like three years, my bedrooms here have all been like really small, (laughs) much smaller than like when I lived in Chicago. Um, so that's been, like, a little more difficult and stressful to, like, work, just in, like, a smaller cramped space. Right. Um, so I got a rehearsal space a few months ago that I share with, like, eight different bands or something. We share, like, a Google Doc calendar. Right, um, of course. Um, I can usually get it, like, around a time that I want, but, um, it's, like, a half hour walk from where I live.
0: Um. Oh, that's nice walking distance. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's not too bad. But it's definitely, like, had its own challenges in a way I wasn't expecting. I think because I'm so used to working in, like, my space it just feels um, really strange being somewhere else with a surrounded by other people's like stuff. It's just yeah. not as like intimate, you know? So right. it's good for like rehearsing things I've already written, but I think I'm gonna continue to like write stuff in like my room and then like take it to the rehearsal space when I wanna like really flush it out or like be louder or whatever. But it was kind of interesting cause I thought I'd get in there and be like, all right, like I'm just gonna crank out a bunch of stuff now that I have all this space and like room to be loud as loud as I want. And then I was just like, oh, this feels so weird. And like, <laughs> it just felt so like cold and like not me. I don't know. It was just really hard to like be creative. Right? I just felt like I was being watched almost. It was really strange. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of getting used to that. But I think I realized that ultimately, ultimately I just like writing in my room or just like in my space.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got you to gotta have the environment right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The mood is everything for mm-hmm. sure.
0: So what are some things you've been listening to lately that you've liked that have inspired you?
1: Yeah. um, Lately, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Caroline Polachek. So good. Yeah. Uh, Obsessed with her. Mm -hmm. She's so good at writing hooks. Um, Uh,
0: Yes. I was so into chairlift.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not super familiar with, but I really want to listen to. Yeah.
0: When, When they were big i went and saw them live a few times and just it was very very into their music and her album that came out this year is just so good
1: oh yeah um so hot you're hurting my feelings it's just like such a brilliant just like line in itself also but that yeah. song is so catchy um i also love that she wrote a song called caroline shut up like i think that's brilliant <laughs> to write a song to yourself like yes. about yourself that's like, shut up.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> that just
1: made me like, before you listen to the song when I was looking at the track list, I was like, okay, I love her. That's just so good.
0: It's <laughs> relatable. Sometimes I say that to myself out loud yeah. in my apartment. I'm like, Anna, just shut up. Like, right? what, what are you even like <laughs> yeah. talking about?
1: Uh, and her music videos are so cool too. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I'm inspired a lot by artists who uh, are also kind of in charge of their visuals. Um, mm-hmm their whole like visual element to their music like I know she kind of like co-directs or seems to be pretty in charge of her like music videos as well yeah um the same thing I love about like Japanese breakfast and like grimes they also like direct their own videos that's like a place I would love to get to eventually I think that's so cool and inspiring um and I just love music videos anyway so when an artist also pays a lot of attention to their music videos it makes me like them so much more because I can just like all night just fall down a YouTube hole just like watching music videos (laughs) yeah Um, the New trust album, Destroyer Part Two. He's like a uh, queer artist. Um, he's been around for a while. This is the first like of his I've really listened to, but I've been really into that album.
0: Did you look at your Spotify Wrapped?
1: Oh, yeah. 2019. Yeah.
0: What's your top song? I'm curious.
1: Oh, it was actually um, Violence by Grimes because I would listen to that song on repeat right before going to work, my restaurant job. Like, there's some, a lot of my like top songs were songs that. I play on my walk to work <laughs> yeah, to amp me up, to be social <laughs> as like <Right>. a server <laughs> in a place. So mine were like skewed a little bit because of that. It was more just like really energetic songs, but like 17 by Sharon Van Etten was also in there. So good. Um, loved that. Mickey Dora by Amon Dunes. Ugh. I I loved that album. I played the shit me out too. of that.
0: Me too. I've listened to that. Yeah, his voice is so sexy yes. to me too.
1: He's just so, yeah, love it. Um, I liked The Nationals' new album they released this year, too, with all the female vocalists. I liked Sasami's album she released this year. She's really cool and queer and um, also directed at least one of her videos that I saw. I think maybe both of them, too. Mitski is, like, a favorite I always go back to. Always. I also kind of like her touch of like sense of humor to a lot of her stuff too. That's something yes. I also really look for in artists. That's another reason why perfume genius is one of my like all time faves too. Yes. Um his music can be so dark and sad, but then on Twitter, he's just hilarious. So fucking funny. Yeah, on Twitter. So funny. Um, so love that play of like, yeah, comedy with sad music, but I think there's a lot of, you know, um, sadness and comedy at times and like comedic moments in sadness. So I, I yeah. get why they like flow together. Um, but I think it, yeah, I like when artists don't take themselves like too seriously and aren't afraid to just be like goofy and silly at the same right. time.
0: Right, because we're all silly. We all have these bad songs. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Written. We all like, started somewhere. You can't be so self-serious when it's like, okay, then you also, you know, you you had to start somewhere, and you probably not all of your material was good, and probably some of it you yeah. can look back on and laugh at.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, also, the so Margaret who like we met yep. in that same songwriting class actually yeah i think it's important to have like yeah people in your friend circle that you kind of like look up to or support um she's had such an incredible like last year or so since she's released that album Mm -hmm. and that's been really inspiring seeing a friend like work so hard and achieve that kind of like success that inspires and pushes me too um so yeah she's great her album is so good so good yeah
0: that song birthday is one that i've put on repeat Uh, yeah yeah Thank you yeah, so much for being on the of podcast. Of course. Thank you for coming all the way to New York just to do this podcast me. <laughs> just for with you, me. yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: makes me feel really important.
0: <laughs> well, you are. Yeah. And thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. of Bye.
2: Hey,
0: thanks for listening. You can find Matraces' music on the internet everywhere you find music. And you can find us on Instagram at bad songwriter and on Twitter at bad underscore songwriter. If you are a songwriter who's interested in being on the podcast, you can email me at pod at gmail.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, we'd love it if you could rate, review, subscribe, follow, share it with your friends, post on social media. It really helps us out. Thanks. Bye.
2: The boulder in yeah.